1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On
2: his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I've a with spectacular
1: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
2: What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now,
1: here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: Welcome to your AFC preview here. Eight games to talk about today, including Chiefs and Bills. Arguably the worst defense in football so far and arguably the best defense in football so far. Who do you think is going to win, Chiefs or Bills?
2: Bills.
1: Yeah, yeah. I. Um, it's weird you say that and Chiefs are favored by three, but I guess that's the Arrowhead thing. Um, I mean, I'll say the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs, to be fair, they faced Cleveland, Baltimore, and the Chargers, you know, and, and the Eagles. The Bills have faced the Steelers, Dolphins, football team and Texans so that skews the offense and defense stats just a little bit we also have Chargers Browns that should be a good one Packers at Bengals very interesting Uh, some tough starter sit decisions maybe in the Colts and the Ravens game Chicago at Las Vegas what do we think about Justin Fields we get to all of that as we welcome you to the AFC home game show on this Thursday and who's got Alex Collins who's picked up Alex Collins everywhere yeah, I can't believe he went for only like $15. I put I put like a $46 bid on him, but I didn't get him cuz I uh, because I also put 46 on Damian Williams. And then he went for $15 in our fab league. I think that that could have been a steal.
2: I I think this is where certain scenarios the Tuesday waivers are more helpful than the Wednesday waivers. In one case, I guess. Because well, this,
0: was, I think, would be a case
2: for the Wednesday waivers because we found out more about Chris Carson Well, no? I think people were picking him up, and you got him cheaper Tuesday than you did on Wednesday.
0: Oh, right. I mean, in that sense, yes. Like, last night when I saw the notification that Chris Carson has a long-term neck injury, and he's probably going to miss tonight's game, but, it, okay, it's like a chronic neck injury. It doesn't mean he's going to miss a lot of time, but it's an right. issue I, that's going to linger. So, Heath, what's your read on the Seahawks' backfield right now?
1: I'm pretty excited about Alex Collins tonight. I hope Chris Carson's okay. My understanding, and I want to clarify because I, I could have this wrong, this is did not sound to me like it was a new injury. It's something that's bothering him that he has dealt with for quite a while, and he's not be able to manage it this week,
2: right? That I, That's what I saw as well, but right. still, okay. it doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. Oh, no,
1: a neck injury is very concerning, especially for a football player and a running back. So. Right. I think Alex Collins, like I had Chris Carson ranked around 22nd or 23rd when I thought he was going to play. When we made the change, Collins is like 17th or 18th in my projections now. I'm more excited about starting him than I was Carson, which is not that abnormal. I, I think he's probably going to get 15 carries and a couple of targets and be a good starting running back.
0: Why didn't we pick him up in our in our league, Heath? He went for $0 in that league. Uh, um, well, I, that's I think we didn't have enough roster spots. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we kind of did it, but all right. Alex Collins, check the roster percentage. He's 43% rostered. He could be a starting running back. We should probably stick with this just for a bit here before we get into the players we love and players we're avoiding this week. Uh, if you have, if you have Christian McCaffrey, he's trending. I wouldn't say he's trending in the right direction, but there's a possibility he could play, but we're well, you-
2: definitely trending in the right direction. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, maybe not enough for me. I didn't want to say that because that then it makes it sound like he's going to play. But what would you do if well, he, he— might play. He might play, but if you have to start Alex Collins tonight or hold off on McCaffrey, I mean— Totally depends on who you have.
2: Yeah, like we had a question yesterday. Uh, it was an Ask FFT question on, on HQ. It was in regards to Robert Woods and A.J. Brown, and then I know one of the other options was play Robert Woods— Tonight, or wait out AJ Brown's injury situation. This is before we found him in practice, and the the choices were I, I, I and there was a third, but it was Claypool and Michael Pittman, and this is like Heath and I differed on on the answer. I I would have played. I think you were a part of this, Adam, as well. Um, I would have played. I would play Woods personally because I think he's going to be okay. Uh, but he said he he waited out because he likes Pittman. Right, but so so you're saying basically if Collins or Woods here. Like you, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is not, not Collins or Woods. What I'm getting at is like to what he said. If there's somebody on your team that you like, you wait it out. If there's somebody you don't like, oh, then you play the guy tonight. All right. Separate. Yeah. The, the split, I think, I think Jamie and I feel probably similarly about Robert
1: Woods. It has to do with how we feel about Michael Pittman. And so that would be the same thing with your running back. If there's somebody that you feel okay
0: starting, mm-hmm. then I'd probably try to wait it, wait it out. All right. Would you start at Alex Collins or Damian Harris this week against the Texans?
2: Um I like Harris better in non PPR, but I would play Collins in PPR. I think we got a couple passes more than Harris.
0: I mean definitely gonna start him over Allen Robinson. Yes. Yes. Would you start Alex Collins? Get the get the rankings up here. Do some wide receivers. Alex Collins or Antonio Brown against the Dolphins. Alex Collins.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going Collins.
0: You see Amari Cooper show up on the injury report probably going to play but cooper or collins
2: um collins
1: yeah I've, i think i've got cooper higher in full ppr but collins and everything else
0: all right that is your alex collins segment here who are some players we love jamie kick it off start of the week
2: uh leonard fournette uh i know that sounds strange to say loving leonard fournette but uh even with Giovanni Bernard coming back, you know he he was dominating snaps when Bernard was playing, and we typically have seen Bernard be a factor when they're chasing points. I would be very surprised if they're chasing points this week. So Fournette, I would love to see another 20-carry game for him, but um, I, I think this will be his first touchdown. He's going to score against Miami. They've already allowed four running backs to get over 90 total yards this season. Uh, three of them have gone over 100 yards rushing against them. Uh, they've allowed five rushing touchdowns so far. So I think this is a great setup for Fournette to finally find the end zone and and hopefully have 100 total yards on top of it.
0: Heath, who do you love?
1: You know, there were some people who thought that maybe I was too mean to you yesterday, so I'm just going to be nice and say... And not, not just being nice, I believe it too, Daniel Jones. <laughs> and I, we need to give Daniel Jones a little bit more credit. He is averaging 8.2 yards per pass attempt, more than 40 rushing yards per game, facing a Dallas defense that's much better than it was last year, but I still don't think is a one that matters or one that you need to shy away from. Going to be chasing the score against a very good Dallas offense. I have Daniel Jones projected as a top six quarterback. I'm going to rank him as a top 12 quarterback. And love, love, love him in DFS this week. Okay, but why is
0: this week different than the Falcons' week when he really
1: disappoints? Only game like he disappointed.
0: The point is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the point is that I I wrote about this. One of the yet.
1: most important things about fantasy is not letting things like that affect your decision making. The fact that he had a bad game because he did not have any touchdowns, he had in that game 305 total yards. Yeah, if he does that again, he's going to have a good fantasy day. He just didn't happen to have any touchdowns in that game. The fact that he was good against the Saints a week later, the fact that he was good against the Broncos and decent against the Washington football team, like just don't just don't let that affect you. Hopefully, that holds his DFS roster rate down.
2: He is uh, he's the anti Ben Roethlisberger. Better on the road than home.
0: Oh uh, well, I I just think that it's the it's the red zone that that kills me with Daniel Jones. Uh, what's their red zone percentage? Thirty three percent. They've scored a touchdown. That's the lowest in the NFL. And you think about the touchdowns he scored against the Saints: long pass to John Ross, long pass to Saquon Barkley, and that is that is what ultimately led him to a bad day against the Falcons. So you say he didn't score the touchdowns. That's the problem with Daniel Jones. If they can improve that, then he can really break out. Number twelve quarterback in fantasy. Yeah, he is running a lot.
2: I think the thing with with these quarterbacks, and you know, it's it starts with Sam Darnold because he's been the more consistent of these guys. The streamers that have turned into you know borderline starters. Um, How many people are starting them over the guys that they drafted? You know, Tannehill, it's easy, right? Because if he doesn't have his receivers, that's an easy pivot. But who else? Lawrence maybe in a 14 like I, I drafted oh, Lawrence yeah. as a starter in a fourteen team league. I'm starting Sam Donald now. That's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um Bur- but well what about the guys? You, like we, we can rank it however we want to. We can tell people whatever we want to. What about Burrow? who's actually doing
0: it? Yeah, what, the Burrow. I think I actually Burrow is my Daniel Jones this week. He's my DFS guy. But what, who do you guys like right. better, Burrow or Jones? Like,
2: like I think what Heath said is 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 accurate. These are more DFS plays for one quarterback, twelve team leagues. These are not necessarily starting options. Like you can say, we could tell you, Daniel Jones is gonna be better than might be aaron Rodgers. might be uh, i think uh like one that stood out for me for Dave. He's got donald over lamar jackson you know you, you could tell people that but how many people are going to actually put into practice
0: okay uh, but uh, who do you like better daniel jones or burrow jones
2: uh i like burrow better this week but it's close
0: okay all right let's go to players we're avoiding heath why don't you start
1: Makes me really sad to say this, but Allen Robinson, I had to uh, finagle the projections to get Allen Robinson into my top forty-eight rankings because uh, he wasn't there when I initially did it. I don't know, I I don't think it's going to be this bad all year, but right now Darnell Mooney is playing more snaps, getting more targets, and producing more than Allen Robinson. And there is a little bit of Mooney kind of fits with the thing we've seen. Justin Fields do well so far, and that is going down the field. Fields is going to do that. Andy Dalton did not do that. I think it's still going to be a low-volume pass attack for the Bears, and a low-volume attack where there's not as many short-area throws is just a really bad situation for Allen Robinson.
0: Uh, No Trayvon Mullen at practice for the Raiders. Jonathan Abram was limited. No Damon Arnett. So they are a little beat up in the secondary, uh, but I, w- I was just saying, I wasn't disputing what you were saying, but just uh, Raiders, if they can protect fields, maybe some opportunities here for fields. All right, Jamie, player you're avoiding or
2: players? Uh, much like the Eagles, I'm avoiding Miles Sanders. Um, <laughs> it's it's just too tough to trust. You know, at this point, you know, nine carries in, in two games and Kenneth Gainwell gaining steam. Um, it's a, It's not an easy matchup against the Panthers. So I can understand if you have to play him as a flex... But if you can get away from him, I mean, I would certainly pivot to Alice Collins or Damian Williams or even Samaj Pirine if you're looking at some options that were available to you on waivers. I just can't trust him at this point.
0: Okay, that works. We have a lot more to get to here, uh, but all season long, we're playing the fantasy football today start or sit challenge. This is really fun. I hope everybody's taking advantage of this. Just go to a website and answer some start or sit questions, win some prizes. CBSSports.com slash start sit to play. Each week, answer 10 start sit questions to win a customized trophy smack championship belt with your name engraved. And the overall winner for the season wins $1,000 and a guest appearance on the podcast. One question this week is Allen Robinson versus Cortland Sutton in half PPR. Who would you guys vote for here? Who would you start, uh, Allen Robinson or Cortland Sutton, half PPR? (laughs) Over, Uh, over, uh, Over under 15 total fantasy points from these two. I, I have Robinson
1: one spot higher than Cortland Sutton, so they're both in the 40s for me.
0: All right. Uh, CBSSports.com slash start sit to play. Let's talk about some key players that we won't get to for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Cooks against New England, start or sit? Revenge game. Uh Start. You're probably starting him. I mean, like, there's,
1: you might have a situation where you have three better wide receivers. He's a low end number two for me, but the volume's just too good.
0: Oh, but Davis Mills, I mean, he is not a professional. You know what quarterback. Davis Mills does? He throws to Brandon Cooks. He also throws to probably the Patriots. By the way, Heath, you're way too low on the Patriots DST. You got him fourth. <laughs> you got him
1: fourth. I, who was it last week I was way too low on? I think it was, oh, the, it was the, Titans? the Titans against yeah. the Jets. Oh, yeah,
2: we were making, we we were, uh, so it started in in the green room. I think Ben is actually the first person I said it. Uh, I can't believe Heath has uh, the Titans at, at 23. And I said, like, I, I, I don't know. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, man, Heath was a genius on this one. <laughs> where, where did they finish, I wonder? Uh, probably, probably right <laughs> around there. Yeah, I guess. They were worse than the team opposite them.
0: They were worse than the Jets?
2: Yep. Jets had seven sacks, right?
0: Uh yeah. yes they did yes okay um how do you feel about Lavisca Chenault against Tennessee Jamie you kind of alluded to this I I don't remember when you said it but uh, his routes were different he had a fourteen point six eight dot in week three he basically became DJ Chark where he was typically like a four or five yard eight dot I think how do you feel about him against the Titans this week Lavisca
2: I like him you know I, I think he's uh he's definitely a, a starter in a three receiver league you know depending on what you have in a two receiver league but. I would start him over the two guys that we showed in the poll. I would start him over Allen Robinson and Cortland Sutton. Um, I think you uh you look at this is this is a team that does not get to the quarterback. And so Trevor Lawrence should have some time. Um, you know, I, I think uh I think LaViska Chenault should be able to grind out a good performance there this week. Okay. And yes, that was pun intended.
1: Why? I don't get it. Now you'll uh, think about don't. it. You'll figure it Make out. him expand on it.
0: <laughs> just just, I just everybody I think else
1: I... can tweet you and say i can't believe you didn't get it oh
0: okay okay <laughs> i could come up with someone that's some that's like so much worse than that but i obviously i won't do that because you know well you saw
2: how the jaguars broke Jag- down their team practice yesterday right no grind on three <laughs> they did not <laughs> yes they did oh my god that's <laughs> terrible <laughs> i hope they say that every practice i hope they did
0: too Oh, so uh, Jamie, what did the uh, what did the Grim Reaper say when he went into the into the shoe store?
2: What did the Grim Reaper say when he went into the shoe store? Heath, you I could
0: participate know. too. Uh, I'm here for your souls. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Halloween, Dad humor. There you uh, go. Heath, the uh, the Jaguars in the same game with Chenault, the grind game. The Jaguars have allowed 100 yards to five wide receivers so far. Do you like any Tennessee receivers? If Now, Brown might be playing, but if Brown and Julio don't play, would you gamble on any of them?
1: Like is too strong of a word, Um, but Josh Reynolds would be the guy I would be most interested in. He was the guy who we actually um, had heard of coming into the season. (laughs) No, that's not fair to everybody else, but like (laughs) an NFL wide receiver. Well, you've heard of Tesla Rogers. And he had, uh, had, I think he had a team leading nine targets last week. So Josh Reynolds would be the guy for me, but but really more as a DFS play or a, a, a touchdown or bust flex, probably.
0: And the other guy I was going to ask you about that we already talked about is uh, Cortland Sutton. So what is he, a number four wide receiver this week at Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Would that change if Teddy Bridgewater were able, were able to play? Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. Saturday, big SEC on CBS doubleheader. Beginning at 3.30 Eastern with a top-20 matchup between number 2 Georgia and 18th-ranked Auburn. Then at 8, a huge test for number 1 Alabama as they head to College Station to take on Texas A&M in primetime. The day begins with the Mercedes-Benz drive to Atlanta at 2.30 Eastern, followed by State Farm College Football Today leading up to kickoff. That is Saturday afternoon and night. The SEC is on CBS. So news and notes, I hope you heard the uh, bonus pod that we did yesterday. Justin Fields is the starter rest of season. When we recorded that, he was 59% rostered. Let's take a quick check at the roster percentage for Justin Fields. Anyone want to guess? 59 yesterday, it is what now?
2: 61.
0: 58, 58. 58. He is down. I don't understand that. All right, so people are cautious here. I, I did note to... to. Um, to Heath that each of his next three opponents as of right now are missing at least two players in the secondary Vegas Packers and Bucks. But I think we said enough about it yesterday. And the,
2: I think this is more about trusting the coaches as opposed to trusting him, like let him play free.
0: Yeah. I don't, I think I did mention this Kyler Murray in his first two starts had 17 total rushing yards and then he had 69 in his third game. So you know, like, it, Justin Fields, I think, has 19 total. Uh, he has 21 total rushing yards in two games. It could come. It don't, don't be shocked. All right, Chris Carson, game time decision. We already talked about that. Carolina is acquiring or already has acquired cornerback Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots. Hey, Gilmore. And he could be back in week seven,
2: I believe. I love that the Panthers are going for it. Yeah. They're not going to win a Super Bowl unless some things really break right. But, you know, you're seeing the offense look the way that it is. It's a very young defense that's playing well. They've now acquired two corners to help replace J.C. Horn. And give him credit. They haven't spent much to do it.
0: And Christian McCaffrey could be a game-time decision on Sunday against the Eagles. Detroit center Frank Ragnow is on IR with a toe injury. Their next three opponents are Minnesota, Cincinnati, and the Rams. Then they have the Eagles, then a bye. So this is now two key offensive linemen. When I talked about this with Dave on FFT and five, he thought this was a big deal. Do you guys think that this is a big deal? Detroit starting center, Frank Ragnow, a very good center on IR at least three games with a toe injury.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, you never want to lose a key offensive lineman ever. And this is a team that, you know, doesn't have a lot of um, uh, success, you know, with their offense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, losing key players is not going to be a good thing. So... You got to hope that you know DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams benefit with some short area passes because of Jared Goff getting the ball out of his hands, hopefully TJ Hawkinson as well. Uh, but you never want to lose one of the better offensive linemen in the league and certainly one of the better players on your team.
1: I, I speculated yesterday on uh, FFT that this would be worse for Jamal Williams than it would be for DeAndre Swift. Pete Prisco seemed to agree with that, but it's speculation. And it might just be wishful thinking on my part because DeAndre Swift.
0: <laughs> forever uh carve his name in a tree deandre swift rest, <laughs> with this injury news rest of season deandre swift god i am having the worst hair day holy cow i gotta get this thing cut uh deandre swift or uh out, come on schrager get out of here with this zoom in um antonio gibson rest of season um
1: i'll take gibson swift and ppr gibson and none
0: I legitimately look like I have a toupee on today. It's very strange. Will Fuller on IR with a finger injury. So he'll miss. Would
2: you wear one if you lost your hair?
0: I honestly don't think that's going to be a problem, but mm, I can't say. I don't know. Uh, No, I don't think so. Dalvin Cook practice. Do we think he's going to play Dalvin Cook?
2: They seem to indicate yes, but we've seen this before. So just don't drop Alexander Madison yet.
0: Gronk mispractice, Carlton Davis and Antoine Winfield mispractice, two bucks uh, defensive backs. Geo was limited, so he's trending in the right direction. Jamie already talked about that with Leonard Fournette. Bridgewater mispractice. Green Bay signed linebacker Jalen Smith, who was just cut by Dallas. AJ Brown was limited. That's good. Julio Jones did not practice. That's bad. Jerry Judy, good news on him. He could miss the minimum six weeks. Um that well, not the minimum. I mean, that the minimum would be three weeks but they said you know that was kind of the lowest timeline six weeks for judy he could be back fairly soon t higgins practiced you guys have not ranked higgins yet maybe waiting for one more practice for him or
2: uh usually wait till they're full
0: okay um
2: so like after dinner
0: joe mixon missed practice and we're not ranking joe mixon right
2: No, and you have to wonder if uh, Zach Taylor was being truthful or if the initial report was more accurate. You know, Taylor said day-to-day the uh, tweet from Schefter, initial report from Schefter initially was week-to-week. So we'll see who's lying. (laughs) Fooled
0: you. Fooled you. Two defensive, uh, two key defensive players for the Bears' mispractice, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. Hicks only played one snap. Last week, so this would basically be the second straight game that he misses. He's a key defensive tackle in their run defense. And TJ Hawkinson mispractice. I think we think he's going to play as of right now. Time for another Halloween football name for this glorious month of October. Uh we had DeMarcus Werewolf yesterday. Let's add Robbie Gould. Robbie Gould. Halloween football name. 62nd rankings disputes. Start with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Let me refresh the rankings, make sure I've got them all. Uh, that they're accurate, but as of yesterday, it was Aaron Rodgers ninth for Jamie, fourteenth for Heath, and Dave was somewhere in the middle. Dave had oh no, Dave had him eighth. All right, Jamie's dropped him down to twelfth, and so we don't really have much of a dispute here. <laughs> Again, I think what Jamie
1: said earlier, everybody's probably still going to start him, um, just because like last time we started Daniel Jones over Aaron Rodgers it didn't go very well, but it has been a, a really slow like he's he's been good since week one because of week two but he doesn't have a game with more than 261 yards passing and he has one game with more than two touchdown passes if he's in that yardage range with most games being at two touchdown passes it's not going to be a good fantasy season
0: Yeah, okay but i mean you can look at josh allen's game log you can look at lamar jackson's game log they've had one good game rogers has had to 34, 22, and 27 fantasy points. I mean, is it something specific about the Bengals' matchup? They should be getting healthier in the secondary this week, or is it just he's not super exciting, doesn't run? Uh, you know, why is he not in your top 10, Jamie?
2: Um, well, I, I think the, the ceiling hasn't really been there since that Week 2 game, and you got to give the Bengals' defense some credit. Um, the reason I, I still have him as a top 12 guy is because I think this game has the chance to get as as Pete Prisco would say, loose. Um so water today. I wouldn't be surprised if both of these offenses, you know, go toe-to-toe. Okay.
0: There's really and nobody ahead of he, him. Sorry, just final thought that you that you drafted necessarily too far behind him except Kirk Cousins. Uh for Jamie, Daniel, well uh, well for Heath there are more. There's Jones, Carr and
2: and Cousins ahead. I think also what you know when you when you talk about these guys, Daniel Jones, still Sam Darnold, maybe even Kirk Cousins you have to make a roster move to add these guys. And so you have to weigh the pros and cons of how they're going to perform versus dropping somebody on your team that you may still want to stash. So, you know, if you feel like that strongly about Daniel Jones over Rodgers, like, I don't know, Heath, if you would actually do this, like if there's a player that you've been carrying that you think has some still long-term potential, would you actually make that switch for maybe one or two points? I'm sure your projections is probably one or two points. I can't imagine it's a huge difference. So would you make that type of transaction to to go with the 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 slight edge at the quarterback position.
1: Yeah, it's um it's three points because I've got Jones projected quite a bit higher than ranked, but it would totally have to be a situation where there was someone on my bench that I didn't think somebody was going to pick up this week. Okay. Um and there are some guys like that um on on my bench on a lot of teams. I've got like especially in leagues where the, everybody's on waivers all the time. A lot of times you miss on waivers and you thought you were gonna drop somebody and you don't end up dropping somebody till next week. So
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's get back to uh, the sixty second part of this debate. That's my bad here. Latavius Murray, much higher for Jamie. Mm. Number what? Changing him?
1: No, I'm not changing him. I don't I I don't like I'm this sorry. Stuff, this is my call. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's not <laughs> nothing
0: against you. Ah. Uh, but yeah, so Latavius Murray, Jamie's got him as a number two running back. Heath has him 36th in non-PPR, 42nd in full PPR. And in full PPR, Jamie has Latavius Murray 27th.
2: Uh, he's, he's lowered in non-PPR too. Hit refresh.
0: Oh, damn it. All right, so where do you have Latavius Murray? Uh, flex, closer to 30. All
2: right, you're still higher on him, so just make a quick case. It's touchdowns. I mean, I, I, you know they're, they're a, a touchdown favorite at home. And so he's, as long as he's still their lead running back, I don't think he's going to have a huge game in terms of he's not going for 100 in a touchdown. But if they're going to use one of their backs, just based on what the latest game showed us, I would anticipate him being north of 15 carries and, and have a chance to score. Um,
1: I think I'd probably have him a little bit higher if this game wasn't on. I'd just force him higher if this game wasn't the Monday night game. But I'm just... I'm really terrified that Tyson Williams is just active on Monday night. He's got one game this season with more than 10 carries, zero games with 60 rushing yards, and zero targets.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's Latavius Murray. Michael Pittman. Are we disagreeing on this guy? Like, please? Yes. Okay, wait. Hold on. I forgot. I got to get the music. Pitt. My- Michael. Oh, come on, Mixer. You suck. Michael. Pittman. Heath. You've got him top 26 and Jamie in the forties on Pittman. Go ahead. Heath Monday night at Baltimore.
1: Yeah. I just think that for me, you know, for me, it's the volume. He's got 32 targets over his last three games. His best game of the season actually came against the Rams when he scored 20.3 fantasy points. He has at least 11.9 in each of his last three games. And I, Like, the reason he doesn't rank higher in terms of fantasy production for the season is because he has not scored a touchdown yet this year. I'm almost always, at this point in the year, higher on the guys with zero touchdowns.
0: Jamie, Pittman.
2: Uh, Henry Ruggs, six PPR points. Tyree Kill, four PPR points. Cortland Sutton, seven PPR points. Those are the number one receivers the Ravens have faced so far this season, and this is what they're going to do to Michael Pittman also. Khalif Raymond at 12, I think. Hmm. He's not the number one guy that was playing the for at the time.
0: No wide receiver has scored more than 14 PPR fantasy points against Baltimore.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, they, this is the guy they take away. It's going to be a rough game for him. But right, six wide receivers one. have scored 12 PPR fantasy points. Yeah, them.
0: but that's not going to get him into the top 26. Be really close. 12 to 14? I guess it could, it could be close. Sure. Yeah, I'll take the end. <laughs> Jared Cook. Uh, is this a dispute? Jamie's got him 15th. He has him eighth. Jared Cook. Against Cleveland,
1: yeah, I've mostly just bought into Jared Cook as a starting tight end
2: for now. And Jamie, not so much. Uh, No, I think he's. If you again, it's it's like what I said about the quarterbacks. If you don't want to make a transaction to pick up Dawson Knox or or I'm just Dalton Schultz or Dawson Knox, um, if they're still available, uh, I would start Cameron Braid over him just with his matchup versus uh, Cook's matchup. Yes, he's had some some bad luck. Clearly he should have a touchdown in week two, and then it's probably three decent games as opposed to just, you know, two. But this is still a position where you need to score touchdowns. He he's has one. And I think this is a game where based on the opponent, the receivers get back going as opposed to Cook leading the way.
0: Well, also Cleveland, it's hard to say. I mean, they they, they gave up a ton of points to Kansas City, but since then they've been you know, one of the best defenses in
2: football. Would you like numbers that was on what they've given up the last three weeks?
0: Yeah, I mean, sure. It, but it was Houston and Chicago, but then they go to Minnesota and they give up seven points. Very impressive. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
2: Uh, so Travis Kelsey destroyed them in week one. And since then, it's seven catches for 49 yards to three teams. For tight ends. Yeah, but... Ends.
0: Right, but it's grain of salt,
2: right? It's Houston, Chicago, sure. and that crazy game. I wouldn't game. be surprised if that's Jared Cook's stat line, though. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, the marquee game of the week, Buffalo at Kansas City. It's not just a high-profile game. It's also one with a lot of interesting start or sit decisions. How do you approach the Buffalo wide receivers other than Stefan Diggs, Clyde edwards helaire Zach Moss? Uh, are they starts? Are they sits? Are they flexes? What is it? We will tell you when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. All right, Buffalo at Kansas City. Chiefs are three-point favorites, you said, Heath? Yes, last I saw, yes. It's moved back and forth between two and three. It's weird. I mean, Buffalo's been such a more complete team this year, but it's hard to pick against Kansas City in Arrowhead. So, the stats, basically, I mentioned it. Kansas City defense, second-most points allowed, second-most yards, most yards per play, Bills, Bills. Fewest yards per play in the NFL on defense. They've given up the fewest points in the NFL. They have faced pretty crummy offenses for the most part. Um, and No hesitation with the quarterbacks here. Josh Allen was not great. Uh, Well, he scored 29 fantasy points in the playoffs. He had 88 rushing yards, but 18 fantasy points. Uh, whatever. No hesitation with the quarterbacks, right? <laughs> no,
2: he's the number one quarterback for me this week.
0: Okay. Uh, The running backs are more interesting. Zach Moss or Clyde Edwards-Elair? Who would you rather start?
2: Moss. Moss, I think one spot higher. Okay, how come? Um tougher opponent for Edward Tilaire. Uh, Moss has shown you that he's their short yardage guy and he's probably their passing downs guy at this point too. Um he's playing more than Devin Singletary, and I think uh I think he scores again four games in a row.
1: Yeah, this is this is I think more of me having Clyde edwards layer lower than where I had him last week. Than Moss, Moss is a little bit higher, but they're both outside of my top twenty-four running backs. Um, I would like to be in a situation where I don't start either one of them. I do think Moss has a better chance of scoring a touchdown. Moss is obviously facing a much, much, much better matchup.
0: Right, I think that's the key. Moss is so interesting because you want players in this game. Going to be a lot of points. He's scoring the touchdowns, but. There are right now a lot of interesting waiver-wire running backs, right? You've got Alex Collins tonight. If if Carson's out, you've got Damian Williams. You've got maybe Chuba Hubbard. Let's say McCaffrey's out. How many of those running backs would you start ahead of? And I'm going to throw one more in there. Let's say Eli Mitchell's out, and let's throw Sermon in there. How many of them would you start ahead of Zach Moss? Collins, uh, Collins Damian Williams, Chuba Hubbard against the Eagles, and Trey Sermon.
2: All of them, but Sermon. All of them for me.
0: Really? Okay. So definitely Collins if he starts over Moss, and that means over Clyde as well. Um, Six running backs, well, let's see, four running backs have scored 16 or more PPR fantasy points against the Chiefs, and a running back has gained 89 or more total yards in all four games, and that includes Kenneth Gainwell, but also Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Austin Eckler. They've They've faced some very tough opponents. Are you starting any Buffalo receiver other than uh, Stephon Diggs?
2: Not in a two-receiver league, but in a three-receiver league, I would start both Beasley and Sanders.
0: Yeah, I would
1: uh, I would start Beasley over Sanders, but they're both
0: number three wide receivers. Beasley had two huge games, I think, against them last year. Uh, one was four for 45, but he scored. Okay. The other was like 80 yards, right, or something? See. Yes. It was... Uh, 4 for 45 in a touchdown in one game and 7 for 88 in the other. Uh, Would you start Beasley over Zach Moss or Clyde Edwards either?
2: In PPR, yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Dawson Knox. How do you guys feel about him this week?
2: I think uh, depending on your tight end situation, he's a borderline must-start.
1: I like him more in non PPR than PPR, but
2: he's a top twelve guy in both. I mean, you see now the the just everything continues to increase for him. You know, so last week it was season high eight targets, five catches. He's becoming a weapon, and I think just you saw what the Eagles tight ends did against the the Chiefs last week, and they should have had an even bigger game if they gave Goddard and Nertz the touchdowns that they got taken oh, away. Oh yeah, totally. So it uh, it it shows that there's an opportunity there for them to lean on Knox, and and kudos to Josh Allen and the coaching staff. They are. And kudos to you, Adam, uh, for. Uh, you know,
0: a, I do appreciate I do appreciate that, but uh, you know I certainly wasn't this high
2: on him. Uh, well, you I mean what you said was was has worked out. Attach yourself to a tight end in in a good offense that's scoring a lot of points, and that's what he is. Yeah, and now look, they're not all going to be successful. Clearly, you know this is quickly becoming a lesser version just because of the names, but maybe not the production of Tampa Bay. You know, there's going to be a guy left out. At, at some point on a week-to-week right. basis. But, I mean, why would you not take the chances for a guy that scored three straight weeks, four times over that span, with the way that this game can get?
0: Kansas City I, has allowed, uh, sorry, 57 or more yards to four tight ends in four games. the Joku Andrews, and then two Eagles guys. And that would be a season high for Knox if he can get to 57 yards. So go ahead, Heath.
1: I, I would just say, like, especially, in, and it's really true in non-PPR as well, it's just... Between Gasicki, Dalton Schultz and Dawson Knox, I have them separated by 0.04 points in the projections. They're all top 12 tight ends. Um, one of those three is probably going to be good, one of them's probably going to be a borderline number 1 and one of them's probably going to completely stink.
0: But the tiebreaker for me and more philosophically is is and I'm and let me I just want to get into this a little bit because one of the things I talked about at the beginning of the season, if you want a true breakout tight end, a top 5 tight end, Almost all of them are always first or second on the team in targets. That's you. That's not going to be Dawson Knox in all likelihood. It might be Mike Gesicki, so that helps. But if, but if you know, I guess I'm just looking for like a starter, not a not a true bust out or something. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, Josh Allen, literally, he might throw for 200 more yards than Jacoby Brissett. So that's kind of where I've changed philosophically, and I, I would that's why I would go with Knox over Gesicki. But Gesicki probably should have a higher tar- target share. So it kind yeah, of I've flies got in the over Gesicki
1: in non and Gesicki over Knox in in PPR. Agree.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's two competing philosophies for me because the most important thing for tight ends is targets. Um, most important thing for anyone is targets. But like a, you know, what is it? Last... I don't think yeah, in
1: non PPR the most important thing for tight ends is targets because their catch and yardage totals are already. If you're not talking about one of the top six guys, because they're the lower half guys, their catches and targets are so, so low mm-hmm. anyway you're probably talking about the difference between three a game and four a game or four a game and five a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Dawson Knox's eight targets last week are an indication that he's going to get seven to eight targets on a weekly basis. If so, he's going to be a top six or seven tight end. You
2: the know. interesting thing I think that fantasy managers are going to start to have to decide, and it's not it's Knox and Schultz, I guess, at this point, is because we're, we're already getting these questions about Kyle Pitts. Do I start Knox over Pitts? Do I start Schultz over over Pitts? Um, and, and it's it's at least for, for me, it's hard to say no to Schultz But it's getting hard to say no with Knox if there's another good game here. Um, At what point do we get to that with Kittle in non-PPR? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Might be a Trey Lance thing. We'll see how he does this week. Yeah,
2: you got to hope. I mean, look, he had 11 Uh targets last week and did nothing with it.
0: Well, he should have had a touchdown, but Lance made a crappy throw. Right,
2: but I mean, how many times we can say he should have? He should have. He should have. Yeah, you know. He's a victim of his quarterback play uh, to
0: a degree, sure. Okay, so Mahomes is top three. He's number one for Heath. We talked about Clyde Edwards either. A start, Tyreek Hill, but are you avoiding Tyreek Hill in DFS? The Bills allow the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers they are. Year after year, great at taking away big plays. It worked in one of two matchups against Tyreek Hill last year, but he also had a 71-yard catch in the playoffs. So are you avoiding Tyreek Hill in DFS?
1: They're not on the main slate, so it's really just the individual game you're talking about. Um... So, I mean, I probably won't play him, but it's an easy, it's a different discussion when it's just a one game slate. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, Start Kelsey. Last thing on this game in the regular season matchup last year, the Bills played very conservatively and just dared the Chiefs to run the ball. And Clyde Edwards Elair. Had 26 carries for 161 yards in that game. And Mahomes threw just 26 times. And they won 26-17, the Chiefs. So, is that any consideration here to boosting Clyde Edwards-Elair? What did they do in the other game? Clyde was hurt, so he barely played. But Damian Williams had... Daryl. Daryl Williams had uh, 13 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, And... Yeah, Clyde, Clyde had also had a rushing touchdown. He only had six carries though.
2: I I, I mean, game flow is gonna matter a lot here. I, I would not be surprised if the Chiefs are chasing points.
1: Okay. I just and I, it doesn't probably we're not going to start him. I think he should be rostered, but I'm just so excited to see Josh
2: Gordon. Yes, I, really I was thinking hope. the same thing. When you when you I brought up the DFS, I was like, I wonder if this is a Josh Gordon game.
1: <laughs> okay. Man, I hope I hope that he plays and I hope he does. I hope he gets a moment in prime time in this game. Um, and that might affect how, I mean, that might affect how the bills play as well.
0: And you're not taking any flyers on Hardman or Robinson or Gordon, right? No. Okay. All right. Sorry. Let's move on here. Chicago at Las Vegas stat of the game. I want to give you a little hope. Everybody a little optimism. Allen Robinson right now has 13 catches for 149 yards and a touchdown. He had a four game stretch in 2019 with 16 catches 169 yards, and no touchdowns on 27 targets. So that's two, three more catches, 20 more yards, one fewer touchdown, three more targets. That was a four-game stretch. And he finished that season with 98 catches, uh, 1,147 yards, and seven touchdowns. So <laughs> it's the only four-game stretch he's had this year. It's been bad. He had a similar one in 2019. I just want to give you some hope. some optimism. Don't drop him. Yeah, don't drop him. Yeah, okay. Uh, starters at Justin Fields.
2: Uh, sit.
0: Yeah, sit. Damian Williams or the running backs? Well, I think you already answered this. You'd start him over Zach Moss and Clyde Edwards either, right? Yes. I would. Okay. Anything that concerns you here with Damian Williams against the Raiders who, who give up the sixth most points to running backs?
2: I mean, look, we've had how many scenarios now of the waiver wire running back being started? Three that I can think of. Chubbard,
0: Mitchell, and...
2: Madison. Does, Sir, does Sermon oh, count? Madison. Okay. Um, I don't think Sermon counts because he was rostered in many leagues. So he wasn't a waiver wire guy. But he's a backup. So if you want to make it the backup guy. But two have failed, essentially, right? Yeah. Mitchell got hurt. I don't know if you want to say he failed, but Mitchell got hurt. Oh, he he, failed. he, had he failed.
0: He had 17 carries in that game.
2: Uh, Chuba Hubbard... Failed, right? Yes. Uh fifteen total touches, but failed. And Madison was amazing. So which which does Damian Williams fall into? I would hope he falls into the the ladder, you know, and plays like Madison, but you know, the, the I guess the only difference would be is you're relying on inexperienced player versus experienced guy. You know, so the two rookies failed. You hope the experienced guy delivers.
1: My my concern is that Khalil Herbert is closer to Peyton Barber than we're ranking him as. My concern is that they don't expand Damian Williams' role fully and that he plays all the passing downs and and maybe a half the rushing downs. But like, we're not ranking him as a top like, 18 running back. He's certainly not my start. He is one of the many, many, well, I guess I'll start him running okay. backs this week.
0: Okay, and the wide receivers, you'd start him over Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, right? Yep. Yeah, Oh, that's an easy one. They. Uh, yeah, it's weird. The Raiders actually are giving up the fifth fewest points to wide receivers. They've given up some big tight end games the last two weeks. I don't think that's going to happen this week. But, all right, we're, we're going to be conservative with the Bears passing game here and,
2: and sit Robinson and Mooney. Fair to say? Yes. Okay. Yes. But I think you should stash Mooney. Mm -hmm. He's still available in some leagues.
0: All right, Derek Carr is actually a bit of a rankings dispute. I think he's 16th for Jamie and 11th for Heath. So, Heath, you've got uh, faith in him. You have him over Aaron Rodgers, for example. Top 12 for Derek Carr.
1: Yeah, he's – I mean, he had one bad game, right, against the Chargers in a tough road environment. Um, No, all all joking aside, I don't (laughs) think that this uh, bears – defense is one that I necessarily have to avoid with quarterbacks. I still don't think that the, Ra- the Raiders are going to run the ball efficiently, so I think he's going to have good pass volume. I think he gets a couple touchdowns, and
0: he's a borderline starter. Josh Jacobs or Damian Williams? Jacobs for me.
2: Um, Williams in PPR, Jacobs in non. I, I think um, – Car is fine you know this is just a, again it's a, it's a numbers crunch thing you know if i was projecting i would have them all within you know a point mm-hmm. so right. Carr, daniel jones sam Darnold, um burrow those are that's uh 13 14 15 and 16 for me a quarterback
0: yeah uh, uh, why jacobs over williams heath jacobs has been just awful as a rusher uh, right um
1: well the his first game We saw him get kind of bailed out because he scored two touchdowns. I don't think there's anybody challenging him for that role, and I think that the Raiders will probably have more of those opportunities than the Bears do in this game. They've got a pretty significantly higher implied point total. And then the last game we saw with Kenyon Drake in the doghouse and Peyton Barber Hurt that he was heavily involved in the passing game and caught five passes. So I don't really think Josh Jacobs is going to share as much in this. I don't project that Josh Jacobs is going to share as much in this game as we were projecting at the beginning of the season because they are not treating Kenyon Drake right now like the guy they paid him, $11 million. They They don't seem to be pleased with
0: him. Would you start Robert Woods or a running back in this game? In full PPR?
2: Woods, but that's just my blind faith in him. Yeah,
1: I... I would probably
2: start Jacobs,
1: um, and I would like to. I'm. I. I would like to mess with the projections enough to where it just changes that because I would like to have the blind faith in Robert Woods as well. I think this could be the game.
2: Did All you? Right. Did you? Did you go through this with the uh, the words from McVeigh yesterday? Yeah. 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 With Deshaun Jackson, Jackson. Yes. The, 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 the quotes are exactly the same.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Vegas wide receivers. are You starting any of them?
2: Renfro and PPR. Uh, but only in a three receiver league, he's not a two receiver guy yet. Two receiver league guy yet.
1: Yeah, I th- I think because um, Renfro is definitely my highest in PPR. He's not in my top twenty four, um, but I might start him over everyone. I would start him in PPR over Damian Williams. I actually have Jacobs a little bit higher.
2: I think it's fascinating the half PPR and non PPR. We probably don't talk about this enough. Uh, Renfro, Crowder, Beasley um jacoby myers Knolt, jacoby myers uh, all these guys jay uh waddle um all these guys that have significant target volume but don't find the end zone regularly obviously renfro scored in the last two so take that for what it's worth but like where what do you do with those guys because i think that's where the the roster percentages are are misleading because yep. you know we see i mean i do with the waiver wire column every week pick these guys up well what audience are we speaking to? Because you got to assume that those guys in are uh, rostered across the board in PPR, right? So, like, what what do fantasy managers and non PPR leagues do with those guys? Like, you almost can't play them
0: in non PPR leagues, yeah. And um,
2: half PPR, they're borderline guys.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if this matters to you, but the Saints have been or the Bears have been awful against slot receivers. One of them was Cup, so fine, but Boyd had seventy three yards, uh, and amon St. Brown had seventy yards. And Beckham had 77 yards, and he played a decent amount in the in the slot in Week Three. So we'll see if Renfro comes through again, then that might really be something. Slot receiver, right? But like Renfro
2: could have a good like five for sixty. Wouldn't surprise me if that's a stat line. Doesn't score, so he's a he's a good play in PPR as a third receiver.
0: Yeah, is it? What does that's, that do for your non PPR? I think half-PPR? that's probably a, th- a number three receiver in non PPR is my guess. All right, let me push us along here. Starring Wallace, you, start- you think
2: that's the number three receiver?
0: No, in, not, in half I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, in half PPR. Oh, in half, yes. Eight and a half. Uh, yeah, start Darren Waller and Jamie likes the Raiders DST. Heath does not. Jamie has them eighth, I believe, and Heath 23rd. Green Bay at Cincinnati. All right, here's a trend to watch in this game Packers were terrible in week one. Throw out week one. This is what they do they've been very good in time of possession. Going, uh, at least in two of the last three. And they've won time of possession in all three of their wins. But 33 minutes and 25 seconds in one game, 34-41. And I have said on Monday's show, it's hard to find time of possession stats for like a full season. But uh, according to TeamRankings.com, which I found to be a somewhat unreliable site, <laughs> Green Bay led the NFL in time of possession last year, excluding overtime. So this is what they do. And what's relevant here is the last three teams to face them, have had, as a team, combined 15 or 16 running back carries for the entire team. So, you know, that's pretty relevant, I think, if you're trying, you know, what's Samaj P. Ryan going to do? He might not have that many carries, unless he gets all of them. But, yeah, all right, so let's start with him. P. Ryan's pretty interesting. If uh, Mixon starts, you're starting Mixon. But if it's P. Ryan, Heath, how much confidence are you going to have in him against Green Bay?
1: I mean, he's for me in that same group of running backs we've been talking about. He's just at the back of it, so I, I would start Alex Collins over him. I would start Damian Williams over him, um, but he's still a borderline number two running back. I uh, right right there with Trey Sermon, uh, right there with Zach Moss. Uh, I would hope that I had two running backs better to start than him, but I might not. Okay.
0: And for the rest of the Bengals, so how much does T. Higgins matter for Burrow? Is he going to be the same in the rankings with or without Higgins? All uh, the way for me.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm it's, this, it's kind of a weird thing because we're not ranking Higgins, but I'm ranking Burrow as if Higgins is playing. Okay,
0: okay. So Jamie has him 14th and he has him 20th. The last three in the Packers' wins, right? The last three games they played, every quarterback's thrown thirty-six to forty passes. So I'm I'm hoping you know Packers score some points and force Burrow to throw because I don't think he's, he's thrown thirty-two times
2: as his maximum. Yeah, and no Alexander. That's big. Yeah, right. And no
0: Jair Alexander. And but- despite not throwing more than thirty-two passes, Heath Burrow scored twenty-two or more points in three games out of four. So I, I see potential here. What do you? What about you?
1: Well, there is potential. I think the problem is, and and it goes with um, with the stat you gave about time of possession. And the Bengals have been pretty much the exact opposite. They've been one of the slowest teams in terms of the number of plays they're running. I believe they're below 55 plays per game, which the average is like 62 or 63 this year. There's a real concern, especially with what the Packers did with A.J. Dillon last week. If they just run AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones 30, 35 times, the Bengals may not have the ball enough.
2: Well, I mean, Adam just told you, though, that the opposing quarterbacks and Packers' wins have still thrown the ball 36 times. Yeah,
1: 36 well, to 45. I times. assume that they are not, they are not, they don't have the same run pass
2: split that the Bengals have had this year. They have. Sure, but they also right. just lost their starting running back potentially, too. So I don't think they're going to line up some AJ P run and say, hey, go win the game for us <laughs> with the way Burrow played last week, too. Right. So I think the thing that's encouraging for Burrow is, you just saw them in a game against the Jaguars where they were trailing, fourteen nothing at the half, at home. I'm gonna guess they're probably trailing. Logically speaking, they're probably trailing against the Packers, knowing how the Packers are going to, most likely play. And so, if it's you know more of a no running game, more on Burrow's plate. Uh, there was it might have been Next Gen Stats. I'm not sure who 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 uh, posted it last week about what Joe Burrow did in empty sets last week, that he was just phenomenal, and that was with Uzama and not T. Higgins. Now imagine them going empty with those receivers, and maybe Uzama also. I mean, there's a chance that Burrow can be a top-five quarterback this week. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah.
1: And again, this is probably just me getting stuck on what has happened. But even the games where he's been behind, the game they lost to the Bears, the game they were down 14 to nothing,
2: he threw 30 and 32 passes. But that was with Mixon, though. And in the game against the Bears, he had 20 Mixing that twenty carries, I don't think Samaje P is getting twenty carries.
0: I also think this is the best run defense that they have faced. A hundred percent. You know the Packers have just been really good against the run. They have not. Maybe the Steelers. Yeah, maybe the Packers are up there. You're right. It's close. Um. All right. So anyway, uh, that's mix. That's Burrow. Differing opinions there. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Break it down for me, Jamie. How do we approach these three?
2: Uh, I'll I'll ride the hot hand. In, uh, Chase is easy, the number one. And in terms of the other two guys, uh, Boyd over Higgins and non PPR Higgins over. I'm um, Boyd over Higgins and PPR Higgins over Boyd non PPR.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, do we even start Boyd if if Higgins plays? Because you know he had one one good game, one terrible game. If Higgins with Higgins
2: in PPR, yes, because again, I think you're going to see this. This is Burrow's game to win. You okay. know, if if you are. Counting on the Bengals to be competitive and to win this game, this is not Samaj P. Ryan saving the Bengals. This is Joe Burrow winning the game for them or keeping them competitive.
0: All right, so I assume so tomorrow- as a result
2: they're going to have to throw, and I think all three receivers. This is what you wanted to see. This is this this is the game you wanted to see from Joe Burrow. This is going to be probably thirty-two to thirty-five attempts, and the the focus of targets going to those three guys.
0: Right, let me wrap this game. And up now, here. Alexander's gone again. All right. Let me wrap this game up with this. If Higgins plays, I think you know. Hopefully, he will. Higgins and Boyd compared to Damian Williams, to Alex Collins, to well, obviously you have to start Collins over Higgins, but uh, to Damian Williams, to Samaj P. Ryan, would you start the wide receivers or the running backs?
2: In non-PPR, I would start Collins and probably Williams over both of those guys. In PPR, I'll start the receivers.
1: I'd probably do the same. I, I do think the receivers will probably be, be th- number three wide receivers for me if Higgins plays. I don't think any of them will be in my top 20 for sure. Chase is, or just the other two. I I would probably have all three of them because I don't know what Chase's target share is going to be when all when the other two are there and he's barely done
0: it mostly on big plays and not on targets. Uh, if Higgins doesn't play, would you start CJ Uzama?
2: If Higgins doesn't play, would I start CJ Uzama? Probably not unless it's a tight end premium league. Cool.
0: Next, yeah, There's just there's
1: too many like Knox, Schultz, Kasiki, all those guys are, would be better. All
2: right, next
0: game: Colts and Ravens. Colts are one and three. They have been terrible defensively, and they've allowed eleven passing touchdowns, which is tied for the most in the NFL. Um, All right. Anyway, hopefully, big. We did this game. We did this game. (laughs) Right.
1: Start Jonathan Taylor. Start Mark Andrews. Go back to the rankings dispute if you want to hear about Michael Pittman or Latavius Murray.
0: Well, what about? But I think okay. Then (laughs) well, let's at least talk about the Colts running backs here. We just did. (laughs) No, <laughs> but but Taylor's only had one game with more than sixty-four yards. It was against the crappy Dolphins. I mean, are you, how confident are you in him this week?
2: This is one of those like him, don't love him guys. I mean, it's, you, you start him because you almost feel like you have to. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna get cute. I can certainly understand if people want to and start Damian Williams or Alex Collins over Jonathan Taylor because it's probably not gonna be pretty unless he scores or is involved in the passing game. And neither has been consistent with that scenario. So look. It's uh, it's tough to say that the Ravens don't key in on stopping Jonathan Taylor and stopping Michael Pittman and say, okay, Mo Ali Cox, you had a two-touchdown game, go beat us. You know, I mean, let Carson Wentz go beat you. It, this is just going to be an ugly game for the Colts.
0: Okay. How about Naeem Hines, though? I mean, two good games. I noticed that uh, oh, 12 of his 14 catches have come in the second and fourth quarters. So that's something. Uh, what do you think about Naeem Hines this week?
2: He's not a bad PPR flex.
0: Obviously, he's going to be behind P. Ryan and all the fill-in running backs and all that. Um, Would you start... I know Heath's answer, it's Pittman. Jamie, would you start Hines or Pittman?
2: Uh, I would start Pittman because there's more consistent targets.
0: Okay. Lamar Jackson, Dave has him 12th, Jamie fifth, Heath third, and I'll just say he is on pace for 4,308 passing yards and 1116 rushing yards in 16 games. And he is shattering his previous 16 game paces, but the touchdowns just haven't been there, so that's why we keep saying bye low on Lamar Jackson. Um Latavius How can Murray we
2: get Lamar Jackson's week?
0: I I think this could be just like a 40 point game, you know. What I mean, Yeah. Uh Latavius Murray is already discussed and Yeah. Okay. Marquise Brown, last one. Stud. Good. Like, what do you think about Marquise Brown?
2: He's played three Monday Night Football games in his career and has four touchdowns.
0: Ooh, nice stats. Out of the game. I mean, it is Hollywood. Yeah. Gosh, the Colts defense has been so bad. They, they, yeah. I'm. And imagine
2: about him. Imagine if he had scored against Detroit.
0: Yeah. He'd probably be. A top five wide receiver this year, I'm guessing. I don't know what he is right now, but he would have a touchdown in every game.
2: Yeah. Um, I would start him over DeAndre Hopkins this week. Same. I
0: thought you were I the one. I would start him over
2: Mark here. Cooper this week.
0: All right. Heath, uh, who Dave has him in the top ten? Let me see. Uh, yeah. You guys have him closer to 24. Dave has him ninth.
2: Uh, no, he'll, he's in the teens for me. Okay. Got Hit refresh, my bad.
0: Start Mark Andrews and Baltimore's DST is top five. They had five sacks last week. Keep it going.
2: So, I don't understand. Like, how if, if Marquise Brown has a top 10 day, how's Lamar Jackson 12?
0: Well, where do you have Devontae Adams?
2: Yeah, but right. Aaron Rodgers doesn't run. Okay, <laughs> but, that's the big difference
0: there. but he's the old, but I, I guess I mean, he's one. I, I don't know. I look, you can rank someone 12th and still think he's gonna have a good game. I think yeah, but if that low, guy
2: does what like I'm assuming Dave's expecting like that's like a hundred what twenty in a touchdown day.
0: I think I think Dave's too low, but I guess you could say for Dave that Marquise Brown has probably had one or two finishes at least in the top fifteen, and Lamar Jackson's only had I one think really Lamar good. Lamar Jackson is currently in the top fifteen for the season. And he's in the top fifteen in Dave's rankings. He's twelfth. But what I'm saying is Jackson's only had one really good fantasy game, one game I with think, more than 20 points, and that's with Brown having three good games. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, I don't think this will continue, but I think Marquise Brown ranks higher at wide receiver than Lamar Jackson does at quarterback right now. And that's, what,
0: and that's what Dave has. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I mean, look, I, uh, yeah, it's start Lamar Jackson. Cleveland at Los Angeles at the Chargers. Stat of the game. This is interesting. Despite facing McLaurin, the Dallas wide receivers, Kansas City, the, Char- the Raiders wide receivers, the Chargers have not allowed more than 81 yards to a receiver. That's not, I mean, 81's a good game, but that's the most. McLaurin and Tyreek Hill had 56 to 62 yards. Amari Cooper, 24 yards. Surprisingly, I don't know if it's so surprising, but the Chargers have been great against wide receivers. Start or sit? Odell Beckham.
1: Sit. Yeah, you know my answer.
0: Well, he has a 25% target share in his last two games. Well, that should be at least five passes.
2: There is some, uh, but it, no, news, it's been Adam, what sixteen from, targets in two games, I think, right? There is some news in regards to the Browns. Um, uh, Rappaport just tweeted that Mayfield has been wearing, uh, who has been wearing a shoulder harness, suffered a partially torn labrum in his left shoulder against the Texans. Uh-huh. No surgery is needed, uh, but he's clearly not one hundred percent. So that's interesting.
0: I I just feel like Beckham. Okay. If Beckham didn't play last week, right, if we didn't have that horrible game at Minnesota, we'd probably be starting him at least as a number three receiver because he had something like five for 77 in week three. Uh, he is the primary target. Baker just missed him. He could have had a decent game last week. So I, I don't think we have to run and hide from Beckham.
2: I mean, the secondary is really good, and they're doing it without Chris Harris on the field. You know, he's been hurt. So I just think it's – you know, you're, you're hoping for him to score – uh, five for 77 is, is replicable. I don't think that's hard for Beckham to do, but you know, you have a two game sample size, one where he got to that level and one where he didn't. Plus he had a 10 yard carry in that game too. So if you're just looking at his fantasy stats, it's uh, 13 PPR points in that game. So I,
1: yeah, yeah uh, I think right. Adam, if you came into the year, optimistic about Odell Beckham, you still have reason to be optimistic. I came into the year with him right around wide
0: receiver 40. And so there's not been anything to change my mind. Except Landry absence is just giving him a bigger target share. That's all it is. And uh, that's why I am making the case for him. I, so would you start him over, say, Cole Beasley?
2: No. No. Would you start him over? I guess, I guess in non-PPR you can make a case for it because there's more touchdown potential for Beckham.
0: How about Jalen uh-huh. Waddle
2: or Beckham? Uh, I like Waddle better in PPR. I, I would just like to clarify –
1: I have it ranked Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, then Odell Beckham back-to-back-to-back.
2: All right.
0: all right. Uh, Sit Baker, start Chubb. Any hesitation at all on Kareem Hunt? None. Okay. How about Kareem Hunt or Alex Collins if if Carson's out? All
2: right. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, this is not a good run defense. And sit the Cleveland tight ends. Justin Herbert. Uh, So a little bit lower than I expected for Herbert. Top 12, but... Uh, ninth for Jamie, 10th for Dave. Where are you, Heath, on Herbert? 13, I believe. 13. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit. It, it's a tough matchup. It is. It's good defense. And it
1: one of the lowest... Uh, I think one of the lowest over-unders of the week, too. Not the lowest, but one of them.
0: All right. So who might you start over Herbert that you could conceivably have? Herbert and? Hertz Start Hertz? W- My three streamers, I would. So let's see, who are they? Jones, Cousins, Carr. What about Jalen Hurts? He's ahead of them, right? Yeah. Jamie, would you start Jones, Cousins, or Carr over Justin Herbert?
2: I would not, but I certainly see, you know, where Heath is coming from. I I, I don't want to say Herbert's matchup proof um, because I don't think anybody is, but I just don't think this Browns defense is going to slow him down to the level that he's worse than those guys.
0: Browns defense is maybe going to slow Austin Eckler down a little bit. You're definitely going to start Eckler. He's so involved in the passing game, but no running back has more than 43 rushing yards against the Browns. That is Chiefs, Texans, Bears, and Vikings. No running back has more than 43 rushing yards. Longest carry is 16 yards by a running back against Cleveland, but start Eckler. And then any hesitation on Keenan Allen and or Mike Williams?
2: Zero.
0: I'm starting them. Okay, and jared cook we already debated if you want to hear so you that. you
2: must have herbert though projected close to the streamers all right because you like Cook, I'm, I'm assuming you like those other guys too well you said you like the other receivers so very very they're all right in the same range so again i guess i'll ask you the same question if you wouldn't make a roster move though to pick up the streamers over herbert right
1: it would not unless i had somebody that i didn't care if they're on my team anymore i wouldn't drop somebody good
0: all righty uh jared cook we already debated check out the 62nd rankings disputes Heath is just kind of buying into him as a low-end starter. Jamie thinks... um,
2: Oh, I think he's a low-end starter, but he's not a top-12 guy for me.
0: Right. 15th for Jamie, something like that. Eighth-ish for Heath. And both of them probably feel similarly to Jared Cook, but that's how we feel about a lot of tight ends every week. Uh, Which DST do you like better? And are they starts?
2: No. Chargers over Browns for me this week.
0: Yeah, I got the Chargers as a start. Okay, I think we have three more games. Tennessee is at Jacksonville. Stat of the game is Lavisca Chenault's A dot. First three games, it was uh, 2.8, 5.4, and 6.5. Week four, it was 14.6. That's you know that's really high, but it's better than just being like Juju Smith Schuster, basically. So yeah, break this game down here. Derrick Henry is start right. would you guys uh, should I go over my tweet did you see my tweet last night this is one of my favorite things because I I think that you're talking about in my opinion the best running back in football and it all started against this team in 2018 since that Thursday night game in 2018 and including that game Derrick Henry has played 39 games he has 881 carries for 4662 yards and 44 rushing touchdowns in 39 games. Per 16 Great. games, like in 39 games, his 16 game pace is 1913 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns.
1: I can I do one more? Yeah. Since the start of 2019, he has 4077 rushing yards. No other running back in the NFL has 3000 rushing yards. <laughs> Nick Chubb is second. Nick Chubb averages 91 yards per game. If Nick Chubb did that for 12 more games and Derrick Henry didn't play, Derrick Henry would still have more rushing yards <laughs> than Nick Chubb. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just, uh,
0: it, it's just a, car- awesome. a career-changing game. Uh, who know, I, Maybe he would have been the same, but everything just seemed to change that night against Jacksonville. Okay, uh, Tannehill, would you start him if A.J. Brown plays? Uh Yes. Like, over over Daniel Jones and Gar- Darnold? No. All right. It,
1: is age... It, yeah,
0: probably not. Okay. Your favorite wide receiver would be Josh Josh Reynolds. Uh, Heath said earlier, any interest at all in Anthony sir? No. Mm-mm. Trevor Lawrence, start or sit? Tennessee has just been awful. No.
2: Um, if you are stuck, and clearly there's a lot of streamers out there, so you probably aren't stuck, but... I would not be surprised if this is similar to his week one outing.
0: Which was 25 points on 51 pass attempts at Houston. Uh, James Robinson is top 10 in both formats. So firing him up. This has actually been somewhat of a strength for Tennessee. They've been decent against the run. Decent. Thumbs up
2: for James Robinson.
0: Okay. And then which wide receiver do you like better for the Jaguars? Chenault or Jones?
2: Uh, Still Jones, but Chenault is right behind him. I think they're both number threes. Like they're sitting on each other's laps.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) How am I not getting it
2: immediately? Why does it even take me I got another one in there, too, that you didn't catch. What'd you say? Thumbs up. Oh, geez, dude.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. Tennessee's DST. Don't start them, even though they're facing Jacksonville. Uh, i just finish up here. Would you start Marvin Jones or Odell Beckham?
1: Jones. Would you stop asking Odell Beckham questions? <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I know we're going to get a lot of them. Marvin Jones or. All right, here's a, here's a fun one Marvin Jones or Kadarius Toney if Shepard and Slayton are out. Jones. Jones. Okay. All right, let's talk about Denver and Pittsburgh. How many players oh, in this game would you start over Odell Beckham?
2: Deontay Johnson. Three running backs.
0: No way no way i would start beckham over both broncos running backs
2: okay come on the uh, what the like yeah the broncos running backs are not reliable I, they I, haven't well, I, been good I take it back. if melvin gordon's out i'd start Javante oh, over. oh that's a
0: different story yes of course but if gordon plays you know they haven't been good they haven't been reliable they're
2: Wait, are we talking about Odell Beckham
0: right now? I mean, he's got sixteen targets in two games. If he's going to get eight targets, then he's going to be better, I think,
2: than Javante. I mean, Alvin Gordon.
1: Gordon's like the number sixteen running back right in history. It is jumped. interesting
2: though, Heath, because you're, you're like you're banking on targets with Michael Pittman, but you're not banking on targets with Beckham.
1: Um. Well, Michael Pittman's done it for three weeks, and Beckham's basically done it for one. Wait. Well, he did seven for two. and nine. If, if if he's getting seven targets a week, that's not good enough for Odell Beckham. Well, he's Beckham? getting eight. Well, he had 9 and then 7. That's what I'm saying. Pittman had 12, 12, 8. That's I I
0: think Beckham's a better player than Michael Pittman. Of course he is. I don't know, I don't Heath, have any idea. Heath doesn't think that.
2: I don't know. Heath doesn't believe in
0: that's fine. I mean it's it's fine to doubt In terms Beckham. of
2: in terms of I guess in terms of target share, Beckham's target share is the same as Pittman's, right?
1: Oh, I think so. Yes. It's just that Pittman's team is going to throw more passes.
2: Yeah. That's for sure. Right, but I guess this is a better matchup than what Pittman's facing.
0: Is it though? Yeah. The Chargers, like you said, I mean they're fifth fewest points to wide receivers. I mean, no, that's the Raiders. Chargers are, have been very good
2: against receivers. So have the Ravens.
0: Yeah, they have. Uh, it's I don't know if both it's been much very good. Oh, anyway, Denver at Pittsburgh. Sit the quarterbacks. Um we're sitting Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, though, right? If we can.
2: Yes. I, I'm I'm flexing Gordon. Deontay Johnson, you have to start. Last week was the I don't know if this is something to keep an eye on, but last week was the first time that Williams played more snaps.
0: He had three catches, too. Two games in a row with three catches.
2: Yeah, I like Williams better than Gordon. I just don't know if Gordon's healthy.
0: Pittsburgh is not allowed a touchdown to a running back yet. They've been they've been okay against running backs. Sixth fewest points, but you know, they've been solid. Uh we're trying to sit Sutton. Are you nervous about Noah Fant? You guys have him ranked in the top eight. A drew Locke just stinks and <laughs> I mean he does I, um,
2: it feels a little
0: icky I really want to start Dawson Knox over Noah Fant talk me out of it
2: Um, I would start him over Noah Fant in non PPR
0: and just so y'all know I, I don't actually have that decision to make so people think that I just use this show to set my own lineup but I, I'm just saying I, I would rank I want to rank Knox higher than Fant so talk me out of it I guess is the better way to say it but all right Anyway, sit Ben. Uh you guys have Najee Harris top twelve. Denver is suffocating running backs right now. Harris is doing nothing as a rusher. Is this a trap game? I mean, does this look like it could be a totally crap game for Najee
2: Harris? It can absolutely be a total crap game for him, but how are you getting away from him at this point with what his role is in the passing game and the fact that, you know, he did get his first rushing touchdown last week. You know, he can still score. Yeah, it is hard to get away from him.
0: So you wouldn't start Alex Collins over him? No. How about Kareem Hunt or Najee Harris? Still Harris. I'd still go Harris. All right. Deontay Johnson, the only one we're going to start for Pittsburgh? Only receiver?
2: He'd be the only receiver I'd feel comfortable starting this game.
0: And both DSTs are top six. New England at Houston. Stat of the game. The Patriots and the Texans have the same record. There's your stat of the game. All right. Damian Harris or Najee Harris?
2: Uh, Najee, but it's close to non-PPR.
0: Yeah, Najee. Is there anyone that, who do you love in this game? Do you love anyone?
2: Damien Harris. Um, I love Damien Harris and non-PPR. I mean, they're nine point favorites on the road. Yeah. If there's not a game script for this guy, I don't know what, what one is.
0: Yeah, well, he had uh, 16 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown in their only win. He had 23 carries in Week One. Do you have any interest in Brandon Bolden, even in that win against the Jets, a big win? James White had six catches in that game. Any interest in Bolden?
2: 12 percent. Uh, flex and PPR. You know, I I think the difference is is that you knew White was going to get probably four to five carries. You know, which is kind of where he's been. I don't know if they do that with Bolden. So you're totally you know relying on him to be. Six catches. And the only reason I say six catches is because that's what White was every game and that's what Bolden was was in his one game. So, you know, he's gotta get get to that number. But we'll see. I mean, you know, there's always the goal line opportunity for him if he's in the game. Uh it's just it's just so unreliable though to say he's gonna be a, a consistent factor. Yeah. And I you know, if, if you were to tell me that the Texans are competitive in this game, I would love Jacoby Myers, but I just don't see him being competitive. Uh
0: Jacoby Myers or Brandon Cooks? Cooks. Cooks. Jacoby Myers or Samaje Pirine?
2: Uh, Pirine and non-PPR, Myers and PPR.
0: Yeah. Start any tight ends in this game, specifically New England's?
2: Henry, if you're desperate. Yeah,
0: this is a good match of second most fantasy points to tight ends. And that's more or less starter sit for the AFC home games. It's got. just
2: such an uninspiring game because of how these two offenses have performed. This it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they okay, now we saw Mac Jones. We know we can trust him to complete a high percentage of passes. Now let's open things up against, you know, a, a, a bad defense. So maybe they do, but nothing that you can rely on. Cool.
0: Again, Heath way too low on the Patriots DST. As him fourth. This should be first. Jamie's got it right. Jamie's got him first. Good for you, Jamie.
2: Who's first for you?
0: I think the Ravens.
1: Correct. Then the I'm Bucks. Pretty things. impressed that I knew that. Yeah. Good job. All right, that's who's it, everybody.
2: Number one kicker
1: My number one what? Kicker. Uh who's your number one kicker? It's always Justin Tucker. I don't even screw around. I think around. it's probably Justin Tucker.
0: <laughs> it's it for everyone. It's Justin Tucker. Who's your number two kicker, guys? Uh, might be Tyler Bass. You got Uh, it. Maybe Harrison Butker? No, he's fourth. Way too low on Butker. You have Ryan Suckup, second overall. Okay. You know, I was going to do, when we did uh, the draft-a-thon, I had, like, trivia questions for our guests. I was going to do a question, just name four punters. But I didn't want to embarrass anybody, because I don't know how many people can name four NFL punters. I don't know that I could name four NFL punters. I, mean, I know the names, but I don't know that I could just, like, reel off four punters. So. Can you, at home, play along? We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of Thursday Night Football and starter sit for the NFC home games and some punter analysis.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.